Hello, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of the Hockey Writers Roundtable Season Previews. We're rolling through the NHL teams. We are up to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I've got three writers on the Blue Jackets team. I've got Mark Shag, Don Halbig, and Nicholas Arnold. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, Mark, how's it going? Always good to be with you, Matt. Things are going well. Can't believe how quick the summer is going. Yes, we are closing on the end of August as we record this, but you guys could be watching this before the, just a day before the season starts. Who knows? But uh, Don, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I know you're a new writer at the Hockey Writers, but uh, how's it going? Going great. Uh, I appreciate everyone's help so far in getting me acclimated to the Hockey Writers and a big Blue Jackets fan, been following them since their inception in 2000. Nice. And Nick, uh, obviously, I, I mean, he, you've been around the Hockey Writers for a while. How's it going? Hanging in there, my guy. Ready to fire it up for this season. It's primed to be one of the best for the Blue Jackets. Yes, very, very exciting going into this season. Uh, as everyone probably knows, the Blue Jackets had a pretty, it was very bad injury-wise. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> they they were probably the most injured team in the NHL last season, and that ended up being good maybe because they actually ended up getting a really good player in Adam Fantilli in the draft because of that uh, bad season so uh, they're going to the season with a lot of uh, excitement with this uh, young core that's kind of developing so let's get going with that right away with the offense and the forwards because there is one big name we just mentioned him Adam Fantilli potentially going to start the season with them because he did sign his ELCs anticipated to start the season um, we'll start with you, Mark, uh, on Fantilli. What do you anticipate this season for him? Uh, what type of expectations you got for his rookie season in the NHL? Yeah, that's, I guess, the million-dollar question. Can he go right in and can he well, – he's not going to dominate. It's real rare for a rookie to be able to go in and just dominate. But, you know, play at the World Championship, show really well, scored that huge goal. So the skill is obviously there. That'll be the big question with him is how quickly can he get himself acclimated to the league? And then can he be a part of just an absolutely monstrous Calder race? Can you think about just some of the rookies <laughs> that could be out there, Connor Bedard, Logan Cooley, Adam Fantilli. You can go on and on. The list is easily 10, 15 players deep. But just for Fantilli, though, maybe temper the expectations a little bit. We don't even know where he's going to play in the lineup yet yeah. at this point. But you know, going in, he should be able to find his way, you know, pretty quickly here. He's already proven he can play with men. So definitely exciting start um, for him coming up here. For sure. And Don, what do you think about Fentilli? I mean, this is probably the most exciting rookie that they've had. I mean, I mean, they've had Ked Johnson last season, but of what type of hype he did generate coming into the draft. What do you think about him joining the lineup this year? You know, I think it's a great addition. You know, every team, you know, that had those first eight to 10 picks in the draft, they're excited about their picks, especially in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But I look at it as the Blue Jackets are the team that got Fantilli. I think he's going to turn out to be the better player between him and Bedard. Um, he's bigger. He's stronger. Um, I think when you look at a coach like Mike Babcock and how he likes to um, the system he likes to play in that, I think he's going to be a great fit for that. And when I watched him play at Michigan, I saw a lot of Ryan Getzloff in him. Mm. So I think it's going to be a great pick, but there's going to, you, you know, you're going to need to have some patience here. He's not going to, you know, come out and guns a blazing right off the bat. It's going to take him a little while, but I think the second half of the season, you're going to really start to see the kind of player he can be. 
For sure. And he's got a pretty good group to to play with. I think he's not the guy. He's not just going to be like Bedard and just you have to dominate. I mean, he he's going to have a lot of guys to play with. And Nick, what do you think about Fantilli's to finish this discussion off? Uh, very exciting him coming into Columbus. Well, I think you could see it the most in uh, the celebration of all the fans when he was selected. Yeah. It was absolute bedlam. <laughs> they did not think that he was going to, you know, quote unquote, slip to them at third overall. And when he did, <laughs> there was some <laughs> definite elation there from from the fan base. And with good reason, this guy has a very good chance to be the uh, maybe the most important draft pick in team history. Uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. He hasn't played a game yet, but <laughs> I mean, if he pans out into being, the, you know, the number one center that the Blue Jackets have lacked for 25 years now, it's it's a pretty big deal in their cup aspirations moving forward. Yeah, like you, like all of you said, he's not gonna. Don't be expect him to make a huge impact early on. I mean, if he doesn't, don't don't panic. I mean, he's, he's going to be a really good player for a long time. So I'm excited to watch him because I followed him all throughout um, covering the draft. So very excited to coming up this season. All right, back to you, Mark. Moving on, just overall this forward group. Do you have any uh, burning questions, storylines going into this season? There are quite a few of them. Um, but just kind of pick a couple you want to kind of highlight. Let's see. Well, we got about five hours on yeah. the show, right? <laughs> all the storylines. I'll give you my quick one is how is center ice going to first look when we get going with the season? Obviously, Fantilli is going to be there. But you look, is Boone Jenner still going to be the number one center going into the season? Cole Cylinder is looking for a bounce back year. Dmitry Voronkov is looking to get in. At center, Sean Corrali is still there. Jack Roslovic can still play center. So suddenly the Blue Jackets have options. So be very curious to see how they slot in at the beginning and how that progresses as the season goes on. Yeah, they do have a lot of options at center. So that that's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, Don, what about you? Any uh, storylines you kind of want to highlight here? Well, I'll touch on the center position as well, too. And it, it comes down to two players, Kent Johnson Patrick Lyonnais, are they going to be wingers? Are they going to play center? Hmm. I know Lyonnais wants to play center. Uh, <laughs> Johnson, you know, that's what he was projected to be was, was a, a center. So I think I want to look at that and see how Mike Babcock um, chooses to employ them. I think mm-hmm. both of them can play center, uh, but that's a crowded lineup there. So it, yeah. it's good to have the luxury that they can play on the wing as well. For sure. And Nick, uh, what about you for this forward group? Any uh, storylines you want, I want to see here? For me, uh, I'm actually looking kind of to the wards, the wings. And my big question is, are they going to keep Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Laine together? Or are they going to keep uh, Marchenko up with Goudreau? He had played on that top line. There's a lot of talent on those wings. And now a lot more talent down the middle with uh, Fantilli coming in and Dmitry Voronkov coming in. It's going to be real, real exciting to see exactly what decisions Mike Babcock makes. Don's mentioned him a couple of times. Michael Babcock is the real X factor yeah. with his entire lineup. What is this team going to look like? And we might see some things up front and on defense that maybe we hadn't even considered before. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing uh, with new coach coming in. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about it a little later after we go through the different things, but He's already been mentioned, and for good reason. 
All right, let's move to the defense. And this is where some changes happened in the offseason. And that was a couple defensemen coming in. Damon Severson was uh, signed in free agency, I guess. He was acquired and then signed. And uh, Ivan Provorov was also acquired. Uh, these two big pieces, and they have some big contracts. So, uh, Don, we'll start with you on the defense. Uh, first of all, what do you think about those two new additions? How does this change the defense uh, in going to the season? Well, they certainly got deeper on defense, but I don't know how much better they got. Um, you know, Severson, he's a, you know, those analytics darling, you know, one of those kind of players. Possession numbers, everything looked good. Logs a lot of ice time. I think that's, uh, you know, good there. And then um, Ravarov, he's another guy, too, that, you know, is averaging, you know, 23, 24 minutes a game in his career. So I think you got two guys that um, can be workhorses uh, mm. on the blue line, but I don't know how much better they got. Only they got deeper and then the guys that were number um, three and four last year, you know, slide down to that fifth and sixth spot where they are better fit. So in that respect, yeah, they got a little bit better, but um, good players, but neither want to star. For sure. That's going to round out the defense. Uh, Mark, over to you. I mean, the injuries were just crazy. Zach Wierenski was out most of the season. I think that really derailed it, that defensive core. Um, what do you think about this defense going into this season with two new additions and Wierenski being back uh, leading this defense? Yeah, Don said it very well, said, you know, that they are certainly a little bit better, certainly compared to last year when you're throwing out basically an AHL lineup as the year is going on because of all the injuries. <clears throat> and I tend to agree with what he's saying, too, where they're really not stars. But, you know, if you know the story of the draft, Mike Babcock apparently was really interested in Provorov in his draft year. Now he gets a chance to coach him and he's a minutes muncher. So yeah. you've got two pairs now where you've got Wierenski and Provorov that can each easily play over 25 minutes a night. That's going to be a big deal for them. And ultimately, how they if they can make Elvis Merzlikens, we're going to talk about the goaltending in a little bit, but if they can make Merzlikens' job easier, that's going to be the biggest thing for me. I'm also watching how there's seven guys that make over $2 million and only six of them basically can play unless they dress 11 and seven. So they have some decisions to make on who's ultimately going to play. That's the big question I'll be watching on defense. Yeah. Nick finish off. There's a log jam on defense. There's quite a few guys that are, that could play and there's been talk about trades. Maybe. Um, what do you think about this defense going into the season? Yeah, we've written extensively about the logjam uh, at forward and at defense because there are just too many bodies and not enough spots. And, uh, I mean, you guys mentioned that, you know, maybe Provorov and Severson aren't stars necessarily, but they are legitimate NHL defensemen. And Severson and Provorov are each legitimate top four NHL defensemen. How many of those did the Blue Jackets have on their roster throughout last season? <laughs> One? Sometimes? <laughs> like, like seriously, when Wierenski was out, it was Gavrikov and... Right? <laughs> so they have gotten incredibly deeper. And, I mean, Provorov, there is an argument to be made there that he is overworked in the Philadelphia system. So you get him, you know, on that second pair below Wierenski, maybe his offense explodes a little bit. Like there is a lot of excitement for this decor and they're, 
there really should be because mm-hmm. I mean they got the bell of the ball in the free agency with Severson and traded for a legitimate top four defenseman in Provorov. Things are looking great, but like Mark said, the big question is who is slotting out? Is it Jake Bean? Is it um, is it weirdly enough Adam Boquist who mm-hmm. is you know a, a top ten pick? Is it uh, Nick Blankenberg? Like, what's going to happen with Nick mm-hmm. Blankenberg? He's on a yeah. two-way deal, so he's probably going to start in the HL. Like, there's so many, so many questions about this defense core, and I'm kind of shocked that we haven't seen more movement mm-hmm. from players later in this offseason, just trying to clear some sort of space and get some sort of assets in return for these guys. Yeah, I think there could be something in around training camp. Who knows? I mean, this logjam has to be freed up a bit but uh, we'll have to see uh, how it all kind of plays out as the season maybe starts and we'll see how it all goes all right mark you mentioned it goaltending i uh, you know elvis Merzlikens, still the starter in columbus uh so i mean daniel tarasov there i what do you think about this goaltending going into the season i mean definitely has to be better right uh. Well, that's what everyone in the organization and every fan and you know, hopes is, is that he's better. I mean, if last season wasn't rock bottom for him, then that's a very scary realization. So he knows how important the season was. He stayed in Columbus and trained just knowing that he's got to be the man this year. So it's just a matter of him. Can he put it all together? You know, obviously his past is well-documented. So can he, you know, is he able to move forward from that once and for all? He's got a new goaltending coach and Nicholas Backstrom mm-hmm. he's going to be working with as well. And then the third goaltender, you know, um, the Blue Jackets are bringing Aaron Dellen on a PTO and there's a better than zero chance that he could be the third goaltender, someone mm-hmm. that can play both in Columbus and Cleveland. And that was expected that they're going to find somebody to fill that role. Maybe it's him, maybe it's somebody else, but if the Blue Jackets are going to do anything this season, Elvis Merzlikens has to prove why he got the contract in the first place. Yeah, he definitely has the potential. I mean, he's looked good in times of his career. It's not like he hasn't. So you got that contract for a reason, like you said. Um, so, Don, what do you think about this goaltending? Now that like said, Aaron Dell is in there in the mix now, uh, but Merzlikens is definitely the starter going in. Well, I think he goes into camp, obviously, as as the number one. You know, he's 29. He's got to step up. Mm. Uh, but I'm not writing off Tarasov as a guy that can push him. And by the time we get into November, he's the number one goaltender. He's got tremendous upside. They drafted him to be a goalie of the future. He's just been riddled by injury. Yeah. If he's healthy in training camp with a new goaltending coach, um, I think he's a guy that can surprise and, and really take over the job if um, – Rizikens does not step up and play like he's capable of on a consistent basis. And that's going to be a key. He's got to be consistent because I can tell you there's no way that uh, they're going to tolerate inconsistent goaltending for long. If it's, if it's a pattern by Thanksgiving, they're looking for someone else. Yeah. And 29, I mean, he should be in, I guess, firmly in his prime years here as a goaltender. So you'd hope that he can kind of uh, get, but he's got a good defense in front of him now. So uh, he should be better. Uh, Nick, what do you think about the goaltending just to finish off this discussion? Well, I would say there's there's a, from where I'm sitting, there's a pretty good chance that Merz Lakins bounces back to being a serviceable NHL Mm -hmm. goalie at, at worst, at best, he turns into 
you know, the Latvian rock star that he was <laughs> when he first came over. Um, but I, as the Blue Jackets defense has gone, so has Elvis Merzlikens. Because mm, when yeah. was he at his best was when they were right at that tail end of making the playoffs every season. And um, sorry, I sounded like a prepubescent person there. <laughs> Voice crack. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so like when he was at his best, the team in front of him was also helping him out. What were they doing the last two years? Wasn't this like the last two seasons they had the most goals against out of the entire franchise's history? <laughs> so like he just needs some help out in front of him, a bit of shelter, and he should be a pretty serviceable NHL goalie and might even live up to <laughs> to that contract that he's got. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope so. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Okay, the big question. And, uh, you know, this team looks, it's going to be different. They had a lot of hope going into last season with Johnny Goudreau signing. Uh, he had Patrick Lane. You had some good pieces, and they still have those pieces. Um, Mark, how does this team stack up in the division and the conference right now as they look? I mean, they're not the worst team. They're not definitely not as bad as they were last season, especially if they're healthy. Yeah, and I have proclaimed that that's going to be the biggest hurdle the Blue Jackets are going to have to face is their own division. When you take a look at what's the general consensus, Carolina, really good team, cup contender. You can put the New Jersey Devils in the cup contender conversation. New York Rangers certainly <laughs> hope to be back in the cup contender conversation. And we haven't even talked about the Pittsburgh Penguins yet on, with a new general manager um, and trying to win with an aged core Capitals are still a thing. Who knows where the New York Islanders are going to be? So they're going to be better. The Blue Jackets are going to be better in the standings. The, the roster is just better. Yeah. But can they jump? They would need some 40-odd points just to be in the wild card conversation. And when you have the teams that we just mentioned, that's a really tough hill to climb. So if they're going to make something out of this year. That that that's just it. They're going to have to try to find a way to get over them, and that that's just a lot to ask for. Not impossible, but that's the the mountain that they're facing right now. For sure, uh, Don, you agree with that? Uh, are they better, but maybe not good enough for a for a playoff? Going to be a lot better. I, I think they can push to finish in fourth. I think a lot of things would have to go right to do that. Uh, you know, you know, Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, definitely going to be the the top three teams there. But I look at Pittsburgh, Crosby, Malkin, Latang. They're all a year older. Uh, you've got questions and goal with the Penguins. So I, I can see them as a team that could miss the playoffs again. Islanders, you never know what you're going to get there year to year. Washington, you know, yeah. not as good as they were two or three years ago. Philadelphia's in a rebuild. So I think the opportunity is there for Columbus to leapfrog those teams. And if a lot of things go right, they could finish fourth and, and be in that wild card discussion. I can see that. Uh, Nick, what do you think uh, in that same boat that they're better and they could potentially do something uh, this season? Yeah, well, it would be like they've mentioned to echo the echo of the echo. Um, <laughs> you're, they're not going to top those big three up top. Those guys, they're pretty well locked for those top three spots. And then you also have to have the discussion of are there going to be more than three teams that make it out of the Metropolitan Division next year? If you look at the Atlantic division, they've mm. got their big three and they've got 
the Red Wings and Buffalo knocking on the door as well. Like, if we're talking about one team coming out of last year's playoffs, then you have to have the discussion of, well, is it going to be the Sabres? Is it going to be the Red Wings? Is it going to be the the Senators? Or is it going to be the Blue Jackets? Yeah. There is so much competition in this Eastern Conference. So, I mean, while the Blue Jackets future does look bright long-term, this could possibly be the brightest that it's ever been in a quarter century of existence. But <laughs> are we there yet this year? Probably not. It, it's a, definitely an uphill battle to climb. Yeah, this this conference is pretty tough. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's going to be fun to watch. That's for sure to see how it all kind of plays out. All right, let's get to our fun segment. And I love doing these questions. They're all quick fire and they're all fun ones that we've done. You've seen articles on the hockey writers for a lot of these. <laughs> so uh, let's get going with our one or two breakout star- stars. We'll start with you, Mark. Uh, you got any breakout stars for us in the Blue Jackets? I'm going to pick the one obvious one just because he was <laughs> somehow left off a lot of Calder ballots last year. But I think this is going to be the year that Ken Johnson really imposes himself on just how good he's going to be in this league. So for me, Ken Johnson. I love Ken Johnson, so I'm hoping that for sure. All right, Don, now you have a breakout stars for us. Adam Boquist. I think that, uh, you know, he's a guy that has tremendous upside, especially offensively as a defenseman. I think that, um, you know, it's a very important year for him in terms of his his development and growth. So I see him as a player that uh, steps up and becomes that pick that he was, that top 10 pick that he was when Chicago drafted him, what everybody envisioned then. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, there's been talk about him being trade bait too, so we'll, we'll see. All right, Nick, uh, finishing it off, any breakout stars you got? Well, I mean, Mark said the obvious one, but he didn't say Adam Fantelli. What are we talking about here, Mark? <laughs> What's going on over there? I know Mark's really trying to pump the brakes here on expectations, but like this kid went to the University of Michigan and instantly won the Hobie Baker. Are we really saying that it's not possible that he just pops off with 50, 60 points this year? Like, come on, come on. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Put a bet on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a chat on the next episode of union junction. <laughs> this will come up. Yeah. Very good. Sure. <laughs> All right, I'll start with you, Don, on this one. Uh, a player that needs to bounce back from last season. Cole Sillinger, no question about it. Um, I think he's an important player for them. He's got to be not only what he was as a rookie, but better than he was as a rookie. Yeah, I, I get that. Cole Sillinger was was surprising as a rookie and then kind of fell into that sophomore slump, unfortunately. So, yeah, definitely needs to bounce back. All right, Mark, uh, what do you got for a bounce back? I feel like I'm being Dr. Obvious to um, here with this, but it is what it is. Elvis Merzlikens yeah. has to be the guy if the Blue Jackets are going to think of anything this season. Yeah, we talked extensively about, about him, so yeah, he definitely needs to bounce back. Uh, Nick, I finished it off. I bounce back candidate here. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Um, <laughs> we, I, I think I'm, I'm going to take it in a different direction. And I'm going to say Zach Wierenski because he's been, he was out for, what are we looking at? Like nine months, 10 months mm-hmm. by the time puck drop of opening night. 
if he yeah. can bounce back from, you know, absolutely nothing to <laughs> being the top pair defenseman that he was just before he left, this Blue Jackets team is going to be in a lot better shape than they were. Massive. Yeah, he's definitely the number one defenseman. So uh, him just being in the lineup makes a big difference. Okay, we'll stay with you, Nick. Uh, an X factor this season. doesn't have to be a player. It can be something like power play, coaching, stuff like that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm torn. I'm going to say two, but really quick. Uh, just so I can take it off the board, Mike Babcock. <laughs> suck on that, Mark. Now you're going to have to think about one. Uh, Mike Babcock for one. Uh, or the other one that I'm really curious about is Alex Texier returning from Switzerland. Mm. Did I just steal yours, Don? You did. Ah, you did. Sucker. That's the first time I get to go first. Now I get to steal you guys' answers. Uh, But yeah, Texier, he's been away in Switzerland. Is he going to come back and be the impactful player that he was in the last year that he was in Columbus? He was, at times, their best forward. Yeah, he'd be an interesting one. I'm interested to see what he does, too, because he's really young still. He's only 23, so uh, for sure. All right, Don, an X factor for this season. I'm going to go with, uh, since my... One was stolen there, but I'll go with Marchenko. Um, he had a good rookie year. Is he that player? Um, he's got the skills to be a superstar. I think he's an X factor. If he can take it to the next level, that can really, really help the Blue Jackets get to where they need to go. If they need more goals. He can provide it. For sure. All right, Mark, I finish it off. An X factor this season. I wasn't going to say Babcock, but it's going to involve Babcock a little bit. It's the dynamic between him and Patrick Line. Mm. Like, can he get him Line to be able to have fun playing hockey again, get the most out of him? Because if they can get him back to being the kind of goal scorer that he can be, it does give the Blue Jackets a different look. So, Patrick Line for me. Yeah, I, I, I for sure agree with that because that that's going to be interesting to see how if he can get him. I mean, not get him going. He's been good in in Columbus, but that's going to be interesting to see. Okay, let's get to talking to some rookies or prospects. They have a few, uh, but uh, this is one that could surprise and make the lineup. Not Adam Fantilli, because I'm sure he'll make the lineup. <laughs> Mark, uh, a player, a rookie or prospect that could surprise and make the lineup. I will go with David Juracek, and that's going to be one of the big storylines in training camp for me is, is he ready to make the team full-time knowing that there's seven guys ready to go one through seven he has to be legitimately better in camp than them to earn a spot but you know the given he had one of the best ahl seasons for a 19 year old last season can't put it past him to do it again but he's the one guy that i'm going to watch and he very much could make this team out of camp yeah we talked with the logjam on defense he's part of it so <laughs> it's gonna he's gonna be it's gonna be tough for for him to do it but i can definitely see it all right, Don, uh, a rookie or prospect surprise and, and come out of training camp on the roster. I'm going to stick with the blue line where there's a lot of a lot of competition there. But uh, <laughs> Corson Kulomans, I think he's a player that will intrigue Mike Babcock. He's got mm. size, offensive skills. He skates really well. He can play physical. I think he's a guy, if he's good enough in the defensive zone in the preseason, I think he could be a sleeper pick to make the team out of training camp. Mm. I like Kuhlman's too. I, I, again, I felt throughout his draft year and I wanted the Canucks to draft him, but 
didn't happen. Uh, Nick, what what about you? Uh, a rookie or a prospect surprise? Well, since this Blue Jackets team is so incredibly log jammed, and there's probably only two that could really realistically make it out of training camp. Once again, Mark and Don have screwed me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, what are we looking at here? Like Fantilli, everyone seems to think is a lock. So it's not really a surprise. Baronkov, <laughs> uh, everyone seems to think is a lock to make it out. That's not really a surprise. Really, I don't think the surprises will be who's in the lineup. It's going to be who's out of it. Yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah, it's, that's going to be like what I did there. A nice little trick to make it there seem like go. I'm a genius. <laughs> that's yeah, there a good we nice go. way to look at it. Topsy turvy. <laughs> I topsy turvy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, staying with the prospects. So that was when you guys leave me with nothing. Yeah, I'll start with you on this one then, Nick. I a prospect to watch that's oh my doesn't gosh. have to make the roster, but just in the system. They have a lot of exciting guys. Do they have to be um, like in Cleveland, like the AHL, or can they be anywhere? In the pool, anywhere. Perfect. The whole wide yeah. world of sports. <laughs> I think it, this could sound like a cop-out, but I think it's got to be Jordan Dumay, the best player in the QMJHL wow. last year, the best player west of Connor Bedard in the Canadian Hockey League last year, or east of Connor Bedard in the CHL last year. How is he going to respond? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, is he not eligible to play in Cleveland? He is not eligible to play in Cleveland. That is confirmed. Okay. Yeah. So Dumay has had one of the best major junior seasons of the past 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's got to go back there. Can he do it again? Can he be better somehow? Mm-hmm. I think he had like 160 points or something like that. Can he somehow be better? Can he maintain that? Or is he going to get complacent? in another year against the same competition going through the motions one more time. Mm. That's going to be huge for the Blue Jackets because he looks like, I mean, after last season, just a, he looks like an absolute diamond in the rough. Yeah. I've, I've liked him for a while too. All right, Mark, uh, just a prospect to watch throughout the system here. I will stick along the lines of guys that are not eligible for Cleveland yet, but are going to be very interesting to watch how they handle the situation. That's Denton Matejchuk. He is somebody who has a lot of hype around him. He's been compared to the likes of Kale McCarr for some reason. I'm not ready to hmm. crown him like that yet. Had a good year last year, maybe not to the level that some wanted to see, but you know, like Dumay, not eligible for the AHL. So he's either going to be back in the WHL or with Columbus and given the logjam. You know, he's going to go back to the WHL and then probably be a big part of Team Canada um, at the mm-hmm. World Junior Championship. So just his overall development and season will definitely be something that I'll be watching. You're picking all my favorite prospects. I love Matej Chuck, too. All right, Don, now finish it off. You're going to pick another one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go with their second-round pick this year, uh, Gavin Brindley. I think they really got a steal with that second-round pick there. Um, has the potential to be a real dynamic player in the National Hockey League. Uh, he reminds me, and I'm going to date myself here, but he reminds me of a player I saw in the World Hockey Association, Robbie Fatorik. You know, smaller guy, but tenacious, uh, good skater, gets under the skin of, of the opponents, uh, throws his body around. I, I think they have something there, 
and uh, he's going to be a guy for me that I want to watch. Yeah. I, again, you picked another one. Gavin Brindley. I love him. <laughs> so he went three for three. Uh, that's three of my favorite prospects. And uh, so there we go. I'll be watching them too. Are you on okay. the Blue Jacket skating staff, Mark or Matt? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, if you watch Prospect Corner, I mentioned those three quite a bit throughout their yeah. draft years. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Okay, this is a quick one, Don. Uh, lead who's going to lead the team in scoring from the forwards and the defense? Uh, Johnny Goudreau from the forwards. I expect him to be around the eighty-five point range, and on defense, Zach Wierenski. I could see him being in the in the fifty-five point range. Yeah, staying healthy, which is the key for him. <laughs> All right, right. Mark, uh, are you going the same, or are you going to pick someone else? There's a few candidates here. Yeah, Gaudreau for me. I have to agree with that one. Now, Wierenski's coming. He's playing hockey for the first time in many, many months. So yeah. how quickly he can get um, back into it, you know, just to be different and because just to call out that he is an offensive defenseman, I will say Damon Severson just to be different. Mm -hmm. But I, I'll, I'll think it's going to be Wierenski at the end of the day. But I'll say Severson here. Yeah, I mean, Severson definitely has potential to do it too. So um, definitely a good pick. All right, Nick, finish it off. Same, or are you going to choose a couple different wild cards here? I don't need to be different, Matt. My opinion <laughs> is okay being the same as these other two brilliant gentlemen. Uh, yeah, Goudreau up front and Wierenski on the back end. All right. that I mean, that's probably how it's going to go. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, could be fantastic. We're one injury away oh. from something different. It could be fantastic. Oh my. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I, I I haven't done bold. That's bold prediction time. But before we get to that one, uh, a player that could be traded before the deadline is probably going to be a defenseman. But I'll start with you, Don. What do you think? Well, since it probably would be a defenseman, I'm going to go another route, and I'm going to say, and this is going to be a tough one for them, but I would say Boone Jenner, because he's the kind of player that contenders would covet. Uh, he, he's the kind of guy you want in your lineup in the playoffs. So I think he's, he's the player that uh, depending on where the blue jackets are in the standings and if they're on the outside looking in as the deadline approaches, I think they would move him. Yeah, it could be a candidate. Uh, we'll see where they are in the standings at that point for sure. All right, Mark, what do you think uh, for trades that could happen? I'll say Eric Robinson, just because he's a pending UFA and you know, in terms of things that teams will covet, he's got speed for days. And that's just something that he could fit in anyone's bottom six, add an element of speed, can add a little bit of scoring, can play a physical kind of game. So would fit on a lot of playoff teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be definitely trade deadline. I Probably around the trade deadline, that would happen for sure. All right, Nick, finish it off. I Trade bait for this season. Uh, I mean... There's a couple that are the most valuable. Like you look at Andrew Peak and like Don said, Boone Jenner, their mm. contracts, incredibly tradable, incredibly valuable for what they bring to a contender. But when you think about it, when's the last time Yarmo Kekalainen has traded somebody useful with term? It's been a while, hasn't yeah. it? Like Oliver Bjorkstrand, but that was because of he was strapped with the cap situation, right? Um so really, I'm looking at pending UFAs. Mark stole a good one in Eric Robinson. So I'll go to another good one. 
it would be a little tougher to move Jack Rosalick because he does mm-hmm. have that $4 million cap hit this year. But I mean, if you cut that in half, two million bucks for a guy who's going to put up, you know, 30 assists, 15 to 20 goals, that could be very valuable to a, a contender as well. Yeah, he's definitely going to be one to watch for trades for sure. All right, let's finish off this show with my the funnest question I like is the bold prediction hot takes. I'd start with you, Don. Uh, bold prediction or a hot take for this season? Bold prediction is that Patrick Liney is um, he stays healthy, he's energized, and he becomes the first Blue Jacket to score 50 goals in a season. Definitely has the potential to do it. Hopefully he can do it. Uh, he got close in uh, in Winnipeg, so... Who knows? We'll see. All right, Mark, uh, what do you think? Bold prediction for this season. Keep it short and sweet. Mike Babcock, Jack Adams, finalist. Potential. That definitely has potential to happen. All right, Nick, uh, finish it. A bold prediction. Uh, is that really bold, Mark, saying he's a finalist? <laughs> or is it bold saying he's a winner? <laughs> Just saying. We got we to gotta have a discussion about what the word bold means. Um, that was me vamping because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something here really, really bold that'll really stand out. My mind keeps going to Fantilli because Matt's being real bold with Fantilli. I don't know. Is it bold to say 60 points? Is it bold to say 30 and 30? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Bold. <laughs> it's probably a little bit past where he's going to end up, but I'll say, I'll say 30 and 30, 30 goals, 30 assists, 60 points. Why not? What else are we doing today? <laughs> I like it. I, I think Fantilli's going to be really good. Um, but again, expectations only 18 years old going into the season. So, What's your bold prediction, Matt? I, I'll stick with Fantilli. And I'm going to say he scores. Uh, he's going to. Oh, here we go. I, I'm going to say he wins a Calder over Bedard. There's Whoa. a prediction. <laughs> there it is. That is bold. There it is. All right. Well done. All right. Thanks, Mark, Don, Nick, uh, for coming on the show and previewing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, We'll touch base throughout the season on these shows, roundtable shows, get together and talk Blue Jackets. And of course, Union Junction is back uh, on podcast form for uh, upcoming season as well. So keep an eye out for that on all your podcast platforms as well. Um, But yeah, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having us, Matt. Yeah, well, make yeah. sure checking out. Oh, yeah, Mar- Mark, you have. Uh... I was going to say, so, yeah, so media day is September 18th, Nick. So I was hoping maybe right after that we can start up um, Union Junction again. All right. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Keep an eye out. Keep, Keep an, an eye, eye out, out for that. Yes. <laughs> All right. So in addition to that, make sure checking out all their writing at thehockeywriters.com. There's a uh, bunch of preview stuff going on. I know, Mark, you've been doing the prospect uh, previews kind of throughout the offseason here. So uh, make sure checking that out and all their your other coverage, the news and rumors that comes out of Blue Jackets. I know you did a, just did one on uh, on an dis- interview with uh, with Kalkalainen, right? Oh, I talked to him a little bit. Yeah, we had to clear up a few things, um, some changes in the scouting department. And then if there was an update on Tim Bernie, and as we record here, still status quo, but they're hoping that they are able to get something that they just haven't come up with an agreement yet. All right. We'll keep an eye out for all that, all the coverage at the Give this video a like, 
subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And to make sure you're following all these guys on social media as well, uh, just quickly run through your social media. Don, we'll start with you on, uh, are you on Twitter, X, or um, whatever that platform's well, called right now? Yeah, this week it's called X. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> at Don Helbig on X. I'm also on Facebook. And just again, under Don Helbig, those are the two places to find me. Right. And Mark, uh, where can everyone find you? Yep, it's at Mark underscore Shag on the X. And it's at Mark R Shag if you want to do Instagram or threads. All right, Nick, finish it off. Uh, Twitter, X, whatever. <laughs> Where can everyone find you? I am at Norway Nick on xylophone. <laughs> they should call it that. That would be good. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> okay, well, until next time, uh, make sure you're checking out all the preview posts that are at the Hawk Raiders. Um, lots of stuff going on until the season starts. And once the season starts, that doesn't stop. We'll keep going covering the team, uh, covering the Blue Jackets and all the NHL. So make sure to checking all that out. And until next time, we'll see you on another episode of the Hockey Writers Roundtable um, season preview shows. <laughs>